welcome to Mind Witchery. I'm your host, Natalie Miller, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, welcome. Are you ready to talk eclipses and eclipse season? You may have noticed that this is not a full moon episode. This is an eclipse season fall 2022 episode. Uh, Why? Because that's what felt right. And happily, I am getting better and better at just doing what feels right. So I, I am talking about this full moon lunar eclipse we are having on November 8th. I'm sure it's fine that that is also election day in the United States, right? That seems fine. (laughs) I am talking about that, but I want to talk more broadly about eclipse season as a whole. And, you know, this is partly because I think in eclipse season, we are reminded that part of the rhythm of being on planet Earth is that the rhythm gets disrupted. Yeah. So we're in the habit of seeing a full moon. We're not in the habit of seeing a full moon that also shows the shadow of our planet Earth. For new moons and solar eclipses, we have the expectation that relative to our perspective, the moon will be like behind the sun. But on a solar eclipse, the moon is actually in front of the sun. And so eclipses are this kind of period in the cycle where the cycle is a little disrupted, where the cycle shifts and changes. And for that reason, eclipses are associated with disruption and change and fated events. So today I'm I'm talking not just about the lunar eclipse full moon moment. I'm sort of talking about this whole period of time that we are in, this whole eclipse season. Okay, so the axis The zodiacal axis that we are looking at is that the north node of the moon is in Taurus and the south node of the moon is in Scorpio. And this has been the case for most of this year. The the nodes moved into Taurus and Scorpio in January of 2022 and they'll shift again in July of 2023. So we have these 18 months of a real recalibration of this axis, Scorpio, Taurus, Taurus, Scorpio. So with the North Node in Taurus, we are orienting toward values Taurus is the sign of fixed earth, and so we are orienting toward what matters. What matters. And (laughs) that's not simple. We're having a lot of arguments, actually, about what matters. 
But in a more broadly speaking kind of way and context, that's what we're looking at right now. We're looking at what really matters to us individually and collectively. And with the South Node in Scorpio, we're orienting away from a kind of super fierce self-protectiveness. And that's not to say we aren't interested in our protection because we are, but when you think about Scorpio, the scorpion, as my astrology teacher Austin Kopic taught me, is armed and armored, right? So the scorpion is very survival-oriented, and they are notoriously pretty fucking hardy as creatures. They have this armor on that protects them, and they are armed also with a stinger. So there's kind of a very, like, do-whatever-it-takes-to-survive vibe here. And I think my episode about this kind of lunar shift, the last one I did, I think I called it like survival. It's like in this season, surviving is not sufficient. Actually, we want to thrive. We want more than just getting by. We want more than health insurance. We want health care. We want it to be more beautiful and more harmonious and more just and more fair, this life. Yeah? So that's kind of the bigger theme. Now I'm going to tell you that I had this very clear vision come to me as I was thinking about recording this episode. And the vision is going to serve as a metaphor that will help me explain what I'm really feeling like this moment is about for us. I had the vision of a snake shedding its skin, but the snake actually wasn't out of the old skin it's just that the skin had loosened up. And I don't know if any of you all have ever seen this. I'm from New Mexico, where there are lots of snakes. So I've seen snake skin, and I've seen a snake mid-shed also. It's very interesting. So I love the interwebs because, of course, I googled What's actually happening when a snake sheds its skin? And of course, the information I found from the good people at the Iowa Department of Natural Resources, thank you, gave me an explanation that made the metaphor so much richer. I was like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. <laughs> And, and really expressing exactly what this time feels like to me. So the way we usually shed skin, we creatures on Earth, most of us, we are kind of shedding bits of old cells all the time. 
And I think that is often how we are changing, right? We are changing a little bit all the time. Circumstances are changing a little bit all the time. Renewing and refreshing, and that's generally how it goes, right? So just like in the normal lunar cycle, like, yeah, there's some, there's some sloughing off and there's some renewal happening. But with a snake, that doesn't happen. With a snake... The snake will grow, outgrow its skin because its skin doesn't grow with it. And apparently what will happen is the skin layer will expand a little bit and then it begins to die. So I want you to imagine this. There's a snake who's been growing and rather than stretching, the skin kind of like expands and then starts to desiccate. And the snake is kind of covered in this old, no longer integrated skin. And fascinatingly, even its eyes are skin covered. So it has a hard time seeing even. And of course, the skin is a protective layer, right? And so <laughs> are you seeing all of the all of the metaphorical kind of significations all kind of harmonizing together? So so the way that I see this is that somewhere in your life, you have had some immense growth, and that growth has been in the direction of what really matters, what really, truly matters to you. And listen, I don't know if this is in your work or in your health or in your relationships or what it is, but there's been growth, and there's some kind of old self-protection strategy some kind of old way of trying to keep yourself safe that is too limiting for the growth you've experienced. Like this old means of protection is confining you more than it is protecting you. And so just sit with that for a moment and really because it's Scorpio season, allow yourself to feel into where that's true. Where is it that like, yeah, who I want to be, who I am becoming is too expansive for this old strategy of self-protection. And then here we are in an eclipse season where often change is bigger or more radical or more comprehensive than usual. And by the way, an eclipse season, we could say lasts at least six weeks up to months. So I don't want you to feel like, oh, all of the change is going to happen this month. No, it's actually already begun. 
and it won't be done for a while. Okay, so what does it mean, or what am I making it mean, (laughs) that the snake's eyes even are covered by the skin, and when the skin sort of expands to loosen and desiccate, for a while the snake can't see very clearly. And that also happens in eclipse times. We are experiencing big changes, but possibly we are not actually seeing fully or completely. We're in a moment of big transition. And so looking back, we will be able to see more clearly, but right in the middle of it, maybe not so much. And in this moment, according to the Iowa Department of Natural Resources, the snake is actually a bit vulnerable, right? It's got this kind of like skin bag on it. It can't see so clearly. And it's not yet moving through the world in a fully integrated way, right? Where it feels completely comfortable in its skin. And so in this moment, it requires a little extra cocooning, right? It requires a little extra time curled up under a rock. And perhaps you too are feeling this in this moment, a little bit of reclusiveness and allowing yourself to stay a little quiet these days or not so exposed and out there as you are shifting skins. Okay, now, could be the case that that doesn't resonate at all. And I want to be super clear that as I'm telling these stories, I'm hoping that you are interpreting them in the way that really makes sense for you. So what happens next is what I think this lunar eclipse is really going to do for us. The snake needs to do one of two things, but both of them create a little tear, or maybe a big tear, in the old skin, right? So you've got kind of the skin bag. It's no longer integrated. It's just kind of hanging there. And for us, this would be the old mode of self-protection that doesn't allow us fully to live into our values, into what matters. But even though it is not integrated anymore, it's still kind of inhibiting us. And in fact, it's starting to blind us. It's starting to like not allow us to move freely and see clearly in the world because it's just old and it's got to go. It doesn't work anymore. So what happens next is either the snake finds like a sharp rock to rub up against or something sharp 
comes to rub up against the snake. And there's a rip created in the old skin so that it really now must be shed. Like there never was any going back to it being integrated, but there is now no longer any question. This change has happened. This growth has happened. It is time to shed the old skin and to move through the world with our tender new skin on. Yeah. So I think the solar eclipse that was on October 25th was really about a reckoning with the fact that the old skin was outgrown. That solar eclipse, you know, like a couple weeks ago, last week, was asking us, where are you lying to yourself? Where are you trying to convince yourself that the old skin still fits? And what is it time to get very honest and real about? What are the values toward which you want to orient? And what is the old way of being that holds you back? So I might say, I want to orient toward full self-trust, full faith that everything's going to be okay. And the old way that holds me back is worry and doubt, like a real, a real mind habit of worry and doubt. And it's just like, it's time to shed that. It might be that I'm wanting to orient toward more visibility, like more visibility, more generosity, more bringing my whole self forward. And what keeps me from that are old patterns of self-consciousness that were trying to protect me but never never really did right and that's that's part of it right now is like what are the self-protection mechanisms that actually just kept us small rather than safe so we've been for a couple of weeks now Noticing that there is some place or maybe many places in our lives that the old way simply won't do and it is time for a change. And what's coming next is this sharp rock. <laughs> and again, maybe you are choosing it. Maybe it's a conversation that you want to have. Maybe it's a decision that you want to make. It's powerful. It's a big deal. And even if it's not a big move, it's a big deal. Yeah? If you don't choose your sharp rock, just know this. The sharp rock will choose you. <laughs> the shift is coming in this season, like it or not. 
It's a time for actually a bigger change. Now, the great news is that when the rock tears a hole in that old skin bag, and isn't like skin bag is like, well, it's, it's so icky, but I hope you can see it because you have one right now. So when there's the hole torn in it, the snake then can slither out. It can wriggle and contort and slither out of the old skin. And now it can move integrated fully into its whole self. It can move through the world in this clearer and more empowered way. And isn't that just a gorgeous image of just like the sleek and, I don't know, to me it's kind of like satiny snake is getting to move so elegantly and gracefully and powerfully through the world now that that old skin is gone. And yet I want to acknowledge that moment of recognizing that the skin is done. That moment where actually nothing really looks clear. It looks clouded. It looks like it's just nothing is quite fitting. It's not making total sense. It, it doesn't feel elegant. It feels uncomfortable. And yes, you feel vulnerable in that moment because you are vulnerable. And yet, it's like the only way out is through. The old skin cannot protect you any longer. It's time to let it go. All right, so let's shift to the questions. And the questions are here to help you in this cocooned state where you're like, okay, I think I'm, I'm ready to choose my rock or, okay, I'm just, I'm going to wait and I'm going to see what rock chooses me. Huh? What's going to be the hard edge that I scrape up against that finally sets me free? Okay, it's coming. So here's your questions to you know, dig in to this moment. The first one is actually coming from, you know, Leslie Tagorda and I wrote this book together on new and full moon rituals. And so the first question is actually from that new moon eclipse on October 25th. And it feels important as the first question to answer, maybe even again, if you already answered it because you have the book, but where are you trying to deceive, mislead, or convince yourself of something that's not true? What do you really know deep down? So this is a clue to where You've outgrown the old skin. You know something is true deep down. And you've been trying to make yourself fit in a way that you just don't fit anymore. So where is that in your life? Could be 
anywhere. Where does that ring true for you? Okay. On to the full moon eclipse and Taurus questions that I I hope will really give you some comfort and some strength as you are cocooning with your skin bag. (laughs) So where have you built strength and stability as you've navigated the changes of the last few years? Uranus in Taurus is conjunct this moon, and Uranus has been in Taurus for years now, for for a lot of pandemic years. So where have you built strength and stability? What have you leaned into? What have you tapped into that has helped you to have strength and stability? Okay, second question. For you, what are the best containers and practices for connecting with your body? There's a Saturnian element to this eclipse season, and I think it's asking about containers and practices. So it might be like, oh, a group exercise class is a great container for me. That's something I've rediscovered in this season. Or perhaps an evening walk is a great practice for you. So what are the containers and practices for connecting with your body? What are the containers and practices for connecting with your emotions? What are the containers and practices for connecting with your intuition? Because all of these, connecting with your body, connecting with your emotions, connecting with your intuition, helps you more fully to connect with your values, to what really, truly matters to you. And we're being called into that. We are in an earth and water moment. Taurus is fixed earth. Scorpio is fixed water. It's like, please ground down into what's real for you in your body, in your heart, in your guts. Next question. Always a great question. Where will better boundaries create more freedom for you? I just taught a workshop on boundaries. It was so fun. And it's like with better boundaries, you have your new skin. You have a different way of keeping yourself safe that is not kind of diminishing or reducing yourself, but rather is really claiming your power to slither as you choose. Hmm? Okay. What quotations, mantras, spells, scriptures, what helps you to access trust and faith in the midst of uncertainty? In the moment of, I can't see so clearly, but I can feel more integrated. 
what helps you there? And I'm, I have actually, I, I went back to look at mind witchery episodes that I could point you to. <laughs> I have five of them. They're linked in the show notes, so you don't need to like write them down. But episode number 11, a spell for trusting your next move. That's a good one. Episode number 15, a conversation I had with fellow coach and good friend Emma Magenta on conjuring faith. Check that one. Episode 35, about the new moon in Scorpio, many moons ago. That one felt relevant. Episode number 48, a spell for rising through challenge. Mm-hmm. That one is a good one. And then finally, a recent listen, episode number 81, a spell for expanding your capacity for hope. So all of those will give spells that I hope will help you to access trust and faith in the midst of uncertainty. And then finally, last little pair of questions. How do you want to feel as you navigate this change? How do you want to feel? And again, this is like, Asking you to turn your attention inward, turn your attention toward your values, turn your attention toward this self of you that has grown bigger than your business as usual can accommodate. So how do you want to feel? And then what do you need to believe about yourself, about the world, about this moment, about life? What do you need to believe to feel that way? So if I want to feel strong, I might believe in this moment that true strength is so much quieter than I was taught. That true strength has a flexibility in it and an honesty in it. That the truly strong aren't holding it together. The truly strong are allowing things to fall apart and are trusting that they will build them back again. Right? So I want to feel strong, but I also need a new definition of strength because the old one is dead to me. You see? All right, my love. So remember, we're shedding, we're cocooning the sharp rocks are right there for you to rub up against, or they're coming. There's no avoiding wriggling free of this old skin bag. And in fact, the sooner you can get free of what is no longer true for you, what no longer works for you, the sooner you will be free to move about the world in this clear and integrated and empowered way. 
I hope you found this helpful. I send you enormous love and support. And I thank you for listening. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mind Witchery. To catch all the magic I'm offering, please subscribe to the show. Or if you want a little bit of weekly witchiness in your inbox, sign up for my Sunday letter at mindwitchery.com. If today's episode made you think of a friend or loved one, your sister, your neighbor, please tell them about it. We need more magic makers in this troubled world. Like all good things, this podcast is co-created by stellar people. Our music is by fabulous DJ, artist, and producer, Shammy D. Our gorgeous art is by the Sorcerers at New Moon Creative. Mind Witchery is produced in conjunction with Particulate Media, K.O. Myers, executive producer. And I am Natalie Miller. Till next time.